for you. Hello and welcome to the Back 40. I am Dayton and I am here with my two co-hosts and they are? Uh, I'm Andy. And I'm Alex. And we are so excited to be back for another episode this week. Uh, episode 3. We've been doing this for a couple weeks now and gotta say that we we love the positive feedback that you guys are giving to us on the apps and on the Facebook page and we want to sincerely from all three of us here we want to sincerely say thank you from the bottom of our hearts um, but without further ado I'm going to you know what actually let's talk about our week uh, I've had a pretty good week but I want to hear about y'all's guys week so Andy how was your week bud oh man um it was good, you know. Um, so it was the week of Halloween, so yes. naturally, that kind of week in an elementary school is going to be chaos. Um, yes. <laughs> we had um, actually a really strong, solid start. Um, it was kind of the same as any other week, and then we had a field trip on Wednesday, and we went to um, Cowan Falls Adventure Park, which um, if you are from my neck of the woods here, you're going to know exactly what that is. Um, and it was our first field trip that we've taken since all of this COVID stuff has come about. So it was a really good kind of return to form. Uh, the kids had a blast. We had a blast. We were all exhausted. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And then everything was shot from that point on thursday was <laughs> kind of like a no-go day we couldn't quite get into a good rhythm um it was kind of survival mode and then friday was our parade of costumes we had like a trunk or treat thing we had a big turnout yeah, yeah, yeah. the kids loved it um and then we had our like our halloween party but yeah it was a it was wild it was very wild but you know i wouldn't trade those moments for the world and it was fun yeah, yeah. And for those of you listening, in case you haven't figured this out about our podcast, and it, I, th- I think I can say this, uh, about our podcast and pretty much every other podcast, we do record things a couple weeks in advance. So you are hearing this around the 14th of November, and we're talking about Halloween. So just keep that in mind. We do record things ahead of time. Uh, with that being said, Alex, how was your week, man? Man, my week, my week was pretty pretty good. I can't complain. So my week was good, period, in the story. Wow. Like, I mean, it was pretty much same old, same old. So went to church Wednesday. That was good. Went to work every day. That was good. Yep. Went home. That was good. Played some games. That was also good. That's good. So. All right, Alex, but let's Chop get on. to the real meat of your week. The World Series. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, Braves, they're doing, doing pretty good. You know, I was hoping they were going to wrap it up today on Halloween, but uh, they didn't, unfortunately, especially after the first inning Grand Slam as I ran around my friend's kitchen like an airplane with my arms out. So, uh, I was like, "Oh, we're going, we're raining this tonight," and then that just didn't happen. So, I'm proud of them, though. They're, they're hey, staying in there. Hey, man, wish Braves are staying alive right now. And all I got to say about it is, chop on. Yeah, they're, they're up three two. So right. they lost tonight, and that must have been a three two. So that's right. right. Chop on. And 
the people hearing this in the future are going to be like, the Braves lost. What are these guys talking about? No, they're not. No, I hope, I hope that that is not what they are saying. Me either. Uh, I'm glad that. Uh, I'm glad that you two had a good week. I'm so sorry for interrupting you. Oh, what you're are you saying? Of this, so the amount of sleep I have lost because of the World Series is absurd. Like, it is, <laughs> I have not went to bed any earlier than 1230. I did I did get to watch the game last night, and it wasn't over until 1140. Yeah. So, I can understand. Yeah, so... And then I gotta wake up early in the morning to go to you know to go to work. So. Right, right. Yeah, mate. But other than that, I had a really good week. No lie, I got I got a lot of stuff done around the house. Had a good Halloween party here, so it was good. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm glad to hear that both of you guys' week was good and productive, and that you've had a good time. I had a great week. Um. At my job, we're, we're gearing up for the end of the year. So with that comes bonuses and end of the year evaluations. And, yeah, I'm not I'm not supposed to talk about specifics, but I, I, I'm in good standing with the people at my company. And it's, it's always encouraging to hear from your job. Um, so <clears throat> with that being said, I had a good week. And obviously church and same old same old, kind of like you said, Alex. But other than that, yeah, it was a it was a good week, productive week, happy week. I will say this. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I did forget this. I did lift my truck this week. You lifted your truck. Yes. Okay. So wow. Yeah, I had I've been trying to do that for a long time, and I finally got a little time, a little extra money, and I did that. I really I really need to get some new tires. And the size tire I need, I'll have to lift my truck to put the tires on there. So I'm going to try to do that this week. But enough enough chit-chat, guys. Enough rambling. Um, we're going to get into the content of this episode. And the content of this episode, I am super excited about, and I know that you guys are as well. We're going to be giving our top 10 horror movie killer rankings. Uh, we're going to go... One by one, our top ten of our killer rankings list. And I'm super excited to get into this episode. I know that we're going to disagree about some things, if not everything, on all of our lists. Because we all view these types of movies differently. So, really, I've already said it. I'm excited, but that's kind of an understatement. I'm thrilled to be recording this episode and talking about this. So without any further ado, I think we need to get into our honorable mentions. And with that, I will pass it off to Andy. All right. So do you think that we should give them the full list of people we had to choose from? Or how do you think that we should go about this? I I do think that knowing the list would be helpful for the listeners knowing the people we had to choose from so yeah go ahead and do that because i all right think you have that list i do so this is the um the pool of horror movie villains that we had to choose from so we got to choose 10 um and then we got to choose two honorable mentions that maybe those two didn't quite cut it but we felt like they deserve some kind of recognition so we'll start with michael myers we have Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, 
Pinhead, Chucky, Pennywise, Ghostface, Jigsaw, Norman Bates, Leatherface, Samara, which is the girl from the ring, Jack Torrance, Leprechaun, Blair Witch, Pumpkinhead, Candyman, Carrie, Patrick Bateman, Xenomorph, Predator, Jaws, and Children of the Corn. So, that is our list. We were given about 20, 22 names to kind of uh, weed out. And my honorable mentions coming in right at 12th place. Um, I had to fight for this person to make it on the list. Um, and I just, it didn't feel right to put him in my top 10 because this horror movie villain is not the best. Um, but I was so passionate about it that I felt like he deserves some kind of recognition. So coming in at okay. 12th place for me in my honorable mention slot is Jaws. No shock there. Um, uh, I'm honestly surprised you didn't put him higher. I, yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I thought from the way you were talking when we were discussing this episode, I thought he was going to be, I thought Jaws was going to be like your number one. Listen here. All right. For the viewers at home. Um, thought you ruined the beach for everybody, Andy. Listen here. Look, we were given off just horror movie villains that we all were familiar with. And I was like, ooh, here's a good one. Jaws. And I was met with extreme disappointment and negativity. And they're like, no, Jaws ain't Jaws ain't a good horror movie look, villain. I'm like, look, Jaws look. is one of the best horror movies of all time. Andy. A massive creature feature. Saying a horror movie. Andy. Horror villain. All I'm saying is, if we're going to include Jaws in our killer rankings list then we should include things like the iceberg from the titanic um the list goes on and on of stupid things that don't belong on this list that you feel entitled to include anyway incorrect the iceberg did not kill anyone drowning killed those people and hypothermia killed okay people. so Be the sure. water from the titanic <laughs> excuse me <laughs> never been in the iceberg in the titanic <laughs> all right, now that we're here, we will just settle this the old-fashioned way. All right, if you agree with me, we're going to fight. Jaws should fit on this list. I want you to go to our Facebook page, the Back Forty, and I want you to leave us a comment or message us on Facebook and let us know. Do you think that Jaws should be a part of this list of horror movie villains, or do you think that he should be left off like the other two um, wrongly think? Right. It's an animal. All right. And then my 11th spot, my last honorable mention, is going to be less controversial because he was one we all agreed should be on this list. Um, But he doesn't quite do it for me personally. He may be number one for you as a listener, but he just doesn't fit the bill for me all that great. Um, My number 11th slot is Leatherface. From the wow. Texas Chainsaw Massacre series. Wow! Didn't even make top ten. Leather he did not make top ten. Popular horror film, film killer of all time. You know, 
I'm I'm uh, very uh, I'm very excited to hear your actual top ten, Andy, <laughs> because because he he's yeah you're already you're already eliminating some pretty heavy hitters. Look, so. look, Leatherface is an icon, and no doubt. Um, Texas Chainsaw is a good movie. That the dinner party scene is. I think a perfect scene in terms of acting, cinematography, all of it. It is it is a perfect movie scene. But Leatherface as a whole, I just it just doesn't do it for me. You know, Leatherface is kind of a scaredy cat. He's a little bit of a coward. If you are a yeah, you're a bigger yeah. man and you just raise your voice at him or talk to him, he'll cower a little bit. He's kind of not as confrontational, you know, in your face about it as some of these other people that we have on this list. Um, you know, actually, he doesn't get the job done. Actually, I hear what you're saying. It takes a special kind of coward to kill people with a chainsaw. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was sarcasm, Andy. That was sarcasm. <laughs> I got. It. I totally understood it. His he was his family is a family of butchers. So he obviously knows how to You're saying he was he was more naturally he was more naturally apt to cut people up with a chainsaw because he comes from a family of butchers? What are you trying to say, Andy? That that is it's absolutely what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, I mean I hate to play devil's advocate, but my dad's a butcher and I've never cut anybody up with a chainsaw. Yeah. Fair point. Your dad probably doesn't like to eat or at least, human flesh. At least not that I'm willing to admit over a podcast. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. She also wasn't like locked in the basement either. Right. There's How a whole lot know? of trauma there. And he had a lot going on for himself. He had a lot. That. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, Leatherface is he's little baby Leatherface and he's an icon. He's not but little baby. He's not there are as a reference. There are far more terrifying and more interesting villains out there than our little cannibal friend with okay, a I, power tool. I can agree with that statement because Leatherface is not my number one. So yes, there are better ones. Why wow, y'all really upset with my top ten? Upset, <laughs> upset. But he did make my top ten, so I'm still a little... Yeah, he definitely made mine, too. I'm still very interested to see what the rest of your top ten looks like, Andy. We'll get there. We will. We will. All right. Uh, is that... Yeah, we just had two honorable mentions, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay, so Alex, why don't you tell us your honorable mentions? All right, so my number 12 honorable mention is uh, Jack Torrance from Shining. Yes. So, that's mine. I mean, like, it's he's he's definitely it, it, he's not in my top ten, obviously, but he is still a good one, a really good one. So, and I I kind of take my list a little more seriously than Andy did. So, you know, I'm not gonna like have jaws or drama or anything like that. So, I'm just Understand- <laughs> understandable. Listen, understandable. listen, listen, listen. Did you hear that? That's the sound of my heart shattering. You have to have a heart for your heart to shatter. Anyway, so that's my number 12, Shining. It is a very creepy movie. Really good as well. All right, number 11 is The Blair Witch. Mm, Okay. 
That's okay. my eleven. Just because during that whole movie, she didn't. I just I was just dizzy half the time. Like, right. Well, it is it is a found footage movie. So. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I will say this: once you get in that forest, you ain't coming out. No. You ain't coming out. No it's a valid point. So, yeah, I had to put her as a um, put them as an honorable mention in my list. I enjoyed the movie though. Don't get me wrong. Like I love documentary, found footage film stuff like that. Like I kind of can't wait for the paranormal activity next weekend so I can watch it. I am excited for that one as well. Yeah, I believe uh, that's on Paramount Plus right now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. So, uh, those are my two. My two are going to be very telling, and I can already tell both of you as much as much crap as I'm giving Andy about his honorable mentions and what I think his list is going to look like. I'm pretty sure that my other two co-hosts are going to give me just as much crap for mine because there are some pretty arguable things about my list and these honorable mentions are going to be very telling to that effect. Um, But my number 12 um, is Carrie. Um, You know, I love... I love the movie. It's a good movie. It's it's freaky. It's scary. You got this this psycho psycho girl that starts killing people, and she's walking down the town covered in blood. I, I love it. It's a good movie. But if you get beyond the psychological tricks and a girl who just basically went insane, there's nothing much else that is scary about her. It is just basically a teenage girl that lost her marbles. Um, in my opinion. And my number 11 is Chucky. Wow, okay. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Okay, a little little baby doll with a, yeah. with a knife doesn't exactly scare me. Again, good movies. Good concept. I like it. It's creepy and funny at the same time, and I love that. It can be very cheesy. A lot of those movies can be very cheesy. And I also love that about the horror genre. But Chucky is my number 11. And my last honorable mention before we crack into this top ten. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. My general rule of thumb with Chucky is to just kind of gear up and punt. Right. Nine right. times out of oh, ten, yeah. you're gonna win that battle. Yeah. And yeah. Let's get real. That that's my that's my line of thinking. Uh, is that Chucky is not anything that a still told boot couldn't handle. Chucky just lacks physical prowess, and. A, uh, emotional manipulative skills he just he doesn't really have a good way of really kind of getting under your skin unless you're a seven-year-old kid right right but with that being said let's get into the actual juicy stuff and we will go back to andy tell us your number 10 andy all right my number 10 uh is actually blair witch um, she was close to being my honorable mention. I'll tell you this. She changed um, spots with Leatherface uh, just mere hours before recording this podcast. Yeah, um, you told me about that. It was pretty contentious. I'll, yeah. I'll not lie. Um, I think what gives Blair Witch the edge um, is the fact that, like Alex said, nobody comes out of those movies alive. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a 100% success rate. Um and B, she's just so powerful. I mean, not only is she like 
physically scary and like you can't look at her but the ability to control space time is a power that I don't think I think very few other people on this list actually have I mean she can control the time of day it is she can make it to where you never see the sunlight again I mean that is that's something that is it's very um, you know individualistic to the Blair Witch and I just feel like it would be a shame to not recognize that granted you know found footage films are not my favorite they can be pretty disorienting um the lack of a physical presence it's more of an omnipotent presence throughout the films um we rarely see her i think the 2016 film we actually saw like a somewhat of a physical form um but like in the originals you don't really ever see the the witch um and i've never watched book of shadows so i'm not sure but i don't even think the blair witch has a weakness and i feel like making a making a villain that is unbeatable it's kind of a um it's kind of like a no-no i mean there has to be some kind of way to do something about it but um i just can't argue with the the sheer terrifying factor of if i was in the forest alone i would be scared out of my mind i would be more scared of the witch than i would of leatherface because i might could outrun leatherface but I cannot outrun this omnipotent presence that is the Blair Witch. So that is why she overtook Leatherface's position. All right. All right. I respect that. I don't agree with it, but I respect it, Andy. I respect it's fair. it. It's fair. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to expound upon that later on in my list. I've got a lot to say about the Blair Witch, but... I'll save you. I'll save you the. I'll save that for later. But Alex, why don't you tell us what your number ten spot is? Who it belongs to? Okay, so my number ten spot was Chucky. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. I get that. I mm. get that. You gotta understand, man. Yeah, he's little. I will say this: he's fast, man. Like he's he really is. fast. You take your own point, but you know he also has help. You like the yeah. bride of Chucky. Like, Tiffany, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, Tiffany, and like he gets, he has to get creative with his kills. Like he has to like sometimes hide and be stealthy. Like one of the kills they did was when they broke the glass and all the glass killed that couple in the bed. Like mm-hmm. that was that was stealthy. That was like well thought out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So right. I mean, and I do think I do think that plays into the part about. And the reason that he was one of my honorable mentions, I, I said that he's easy to beat. You can punt him. But because he is so small and because he has a disadvantage as far as size is concerned, he has to be a little bit more stealthy. And he has to sneak up behind you. He has to be smarter. So I definitely I definitely understand your reasoning for having him as your number 10. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, and he's hard to kill because he's not really a person he's just you know trapped inside of a toy or a doll you know right right it's fair we're 10 man right okay so i am preparing myself to get absolutely floored by my co-host yes but my number 10 is pennywise I, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. Look, I, I will explain myself. 
the reason he is number 10, the reason he came in at last, is simply because he's just a little bit better, in my opinion, than my honorable mentions are. He's a little bit more scary. He goes after kids. He's this creepy clown. Uh, and, you know, not too long ago, we had some crimes being committed by people in clown costumes. And so, and it was right about the time these movies came out. Yeah, it happened while we were at college. It was um, 2017, 2018 is when right. that happened. It was right about the time these movies came out, or the first one came out. And that kind of added to it. And so it did make the whole idea of this creepy clown guy more scary and that's why he's at my number 10 but the reason he's so low is because he's just not scary to me i'm not scared of clowns clowns were originally intended to be fun goofy characters that make kids laugh and that is what clowns have continued to be in my mind even after seeing the old it and the new it and the it too in fact it too kind of ruined my whole idea of pennywise because the last 30 minutes of that movie is just absolutely ridiculous it doesn't make sense okay this man got beat by a bunch of kids and i i just he's, he's just not that scary to me and so that's why he's my number 10 i can i can definitely agree with that okay <clears throat> andy i, I feel like you have it. a lot to say I, I don't agree with it, but I do buy it. Um, I'll give you that. I think that the way that Pennywise is defeated is ludicrous. I've always thought that, um, even yes. in the even in the book. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you this: for as much, or sorry, for as little of the movie's plot that makes sense in part two, the book makes it ten times more confusing. Um, there's just a lot that racks your brain it's a lot going on the novel i mean in that scene it's a bit ridiculous um but i mean don't get me wrong i loved the first movie i love the first movie i thought it was again not terrifying not scary just because i'm not scared of clowns but i thought it was a good movie and it it gave me a different perspective on the idea of clowns and it did kind of make them a little bit more creepy but after seeing part two the whole ridiculous last scene where he dies is is it ruined it for me mm-hmm. but you know the thing about pennywise is that pennywise the dancing clown is just one of his forms because he takes the form of what you fear most so he probably wouldn't show up to you as the clown he would show up to whatever you fear most right and yeah. i just think that i hate that they made it seem so easy to beat fear itself because it's right. not we know practically that fear is just a part of all of us there is no escaping it there's no beating it right. um it's just there um but i mean it is fear itself i i just can't willingly count it out so soon I well can't. i can <laughs> yeah. i just cannot <laughs> but anyway so uh with that being said i'm going to kick it back to andy for our number nine spot i reckon i'm gonna go ahead and, I, i'm gonna jump in front of you right here because my number nine spot is pennywise <laughs> okay okay yeah. 
Like, we might as well just go and get this out of the way now before we get to Annie, because obviously Annie's number nine is not Pennywise. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and make a prediction. Mine and Alex's list are probably much more similar than ours is with Andy's. So far, they are. We're pretty close. So far, I have fair. a feeling once we crack the top five, we're all gonna be drastically different. But like, we'll yeah, to see. and I, I feel the same way about you about Pennywise. Like, you gonna let a group of six children kill you? Like, really? With some slingshots? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what the crap? Right. Then the way, like, exactly the way he dies, like that's unacceptable uh, for sure. Right. Yeah. But I will say this: in the original, it Stephen King, Stephen King's it, the original movie. Uh, I love the humor of the clown throughout the movie. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not really a, a big comedy horror guy. Like, I usually like straight up forward horror, but that was that was really like funny when he tells Fat Boy, Fat Man, like he talks about choose one but not the one in the end. I can't, dude. I I laugh so hard at that. <laughs> I just did. I don't. I don't know why. I just think that when he's like, "Kiss me, Fat Boy," I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that part of the movie as well. It's funny. Kiss me, fat boy. So funny. I love that. And as a as a fat boy myself, that that part made me very uncomfortable. Oh, 100. I thought he was talking. To me. I was like, I'm not doing that. That's inappropriate. So, Andy, who yeah. is your number nine? Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. My number nine is um, probably someone who's not even on your list. Um, <laughs> So, that. <laughs> my number nine is Leprechaun. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. A, uh, Leprechaun is played by one of my favorite people on Earth, Warwick Davis. Um, which, if you are not familiar with Warwick Davis, um, he portrays one of the Ewoks in Star Wars Episode Six: Return of a Jedi. Um, that was one of his, um, like, most well-known kind of first appearances um okay warwick davis okay. was fairly young when he played leprechaun uh, this was one of his first acting gigs so as a rookie i feel like he brought a lot of life to this character um but just above all else i feel like leprechaun is the kind of character that takes everything that chucky does but is a little bit better with it um he has the ability to be a little more physically prowling and a little more emotionally manipulative um, he doesn't really rely on the help of others like Tiffany or his son or the cult of Chucky. Um, he gets it done all with his magic powers. Um, I think that his one-liners and his witty little cracks that he makes um, all throughout the movie are far better than someone like Chucky's. Um, and ultimately, Leprechaun is someone that, even as an adult... Um, you can be scared of but i feel like as as an adult chucky is just someone that a lot of people tend to underestimate because he's just really a doll um he's not you know a a literal being um he's just a doll with voodoo magic but leprechaun's more of a of an evil entity and i feel like he's got to get points for that because he is basically the better version of chucky yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. He is—he's substantially taller than Chucky, so it makes sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> A lot harder to punt. I will say, I will say that I do enjoy the one-liners from him in those movies. 
Um, he did not make my top ten. I'm not scared of a little elf with a pot of gold that's trying to kill me. I'm just not. Sorry. It's fair. But I did enjoy the one-liners. And as far as the cheese aspect of being in a horror movie, that's that's one of the best if that's all that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that. But I'm just I'm just not scared of a little creature that doesn't exist that you know seems menacing mm-hmm. and will probably have a smart aleck remark to say to you before he tries to kill you i just feel like me against the leprechaun i feel like i'd win every time yeah but so that's why he didn't make my list but i do mm-hmm. understand why he made yours again don't agree with it but i do understand it that's fair and for those listening, the reason that they probably understand why that makes my list is because they know how I watch horror movies. And um, just to put it in perspective for you, I never watch a horror movie with the intention of being scared. Um, very rarely does that turn out to be the case and just not usually scared. Um, so nothing about my list is based off of how scary I think these individuals are to me as a person. Um, it's more about what I think of the character and um, their abilities, how interesting and creative they are, um, and just how, you know, kind of they carry out throughout their movie um, or movies. You have some that are franchise villains um, like Michael and Freddie, and that's okay. Um, but when I give my rankings, it's probably why mine looks so different. It's because I never look at these characters with the intention of um, them being scary to me. Because horror movies just genuinely aren't that scary to me. There are a few, but not many. And I, I'm glad that you said that because I based, just to be transparent with, with y'all and, and the listeners as well, I based my list off of... And this, this seems probably kind of stereotypical misogynist masculine guy of me. But I base this list off of two things. How scary I thought the particular killer was. And if I were put in a situation where it was, you know, 1v1, me with that killer, if I feel like I could beat them with a gun or just fighting skills in general. Um, so that's how I made my list, but that's also how I view horror movies. If, if I watch a horror movie and even more so if I pay to watch a horror movie, if I go to a movie theater to watch a horror movie and it doesn't scare me, I walk away feeling dissatisfied because that is the entire point of watching a horror movie to me, unless it is of the thrashers slash slasher genre in that case I'm not going to be scared because I'm not the one being killed but if it is a horror movie with a spiritual undertone or kind of an evil entity undertone I want to be scared and if you don't scare me then I didn't enjoy that movie I'm not going to enjoy the antagonist I also base my opinion of haunted houses like haunted attractions based off of how well they did with scaring me Uh, and the only reason I say that is because it's Halloween night currently and my wife just got back from the 13th realm which is a haunted house that's about an hour away from us Um, so I base 
I did base my list off of how scary I thought they were. For me, personally. Okay. I understand that. Mm-hmm. So I guess, Alex, you're number nine. You already said it was Pennywise. Do you care to expound any more on that than you already have? No, I think we kind of covered it between me and you. Like, it's just, uh, you know. I really think no one actually, like, uh, found out who he was either. No one really tried. So I'll kick him at this. Another kick him at this. Yada, yada, yada. These kids kind of, like, stumbled upon him and went after him. So... And I think they're the first people, you know, they were the first ones to do that. That's why he had so much success also. Right. So, yeah. Right. Okay. So, my number nine is Pinhead. Okay. Uh, Because, and y'all, I got to be honest. I thought long and hard about this list and where I was putting these individual killers and after i got past the honorable mentions and pennywise it got a lot harder for me so pretty much from here from here on out with the exception of my top three kind of pretty much from here on out any one of these could be interchangeable with any other spot on this list because they did make my top 10 and which means they did scare me at least in some sense of the word but pinhead is just i mean he's he's hard to kill uh you know he he's got these mind powers he can show up anywhere he's got these chains that can just grab you i think i think he's hard to kill i don't think i could beat him if he showed up in my house right now he's also just really creepy looking Got these pins in his head, and he just kind of floats towards you. Yeah. So, Pinhead is my number nine for those reasons. Mm. Fair enough. Okay. You guys care to argue with me or no? No, I kind of understand it. Um, I'm going to tell you this. Pinhead's not on my list at all. Um, it's just, I've never enjoyed the Hellraiser movies. Um, I just thought they were kind of a... a a snooze fest um the thing about pinhead that i think is maybe the coolest about him is his design as a whole yes um so i would give him points for that i think that he's a very um very cool concept of a villain um i just feel like the execution and the film as a whole doesn't do it for me uh, now I, I will say i will say this before we we go further I did not base my list on the movie that the killer was in. Okay. I based my list off of the killer individually and how hard to kill they were if I thought I could beat them in a 1v1 match and how scary I would be to be in that situation, how scared I would be to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. That's how I that's how I broke down my list cuz I I mean I honestly I didn't enjoy the Hellraiser movie that well either. But Pinhead himself is a scary killer to me. Uh, So that's why he made my number nine. Fair. So with that being said, I guess we are on to number eight, which that means that I'll have to kick it back to Andy. All right. So, yeah, here we are again. 
with uh, probably another villain that might not be on your list. Um, I think that this villain is really cool. She's one of the few that when I watched this movie kind of growing up as a kid, I genuinely got scared from her. Um, so number eight on my list is Samara from The Ring. Okay. Okay. Um, I genuinely think that the concept of a, an entity, I guess, that comes out of your TV, um, if you watch this tape and will hunt you down, is terrifying. Because I watch TV all the time. So, you know, like, fifth grader year old me was sitting there watching TV and then I'd watch that movie and I was like, nah, no, this ain't for me. I'm done watching the TV. This seems like a good time to take up reading. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. That's how I started to uh, love poetry. Um, No, just kidding. But the origin story of Andy Parks, the great American poet. (laughs) That's right. Genuinely, I feel like she's terrifying. Um, the idea that you really can't escape her, um, I think it's cool. I think that, you know, there are, once again, there are a few people on this list that you can truly not escape from. Um, and I feel like she is one of the few horror movie villains on this list that the fear followed me home and it, it didn't it didn't end when the movie ended um and even like the like the scary movie like the comedy series scary movie even that version of her i was just talking with a friend of mine tonight we had supper and we both agreed that even the scary movie version of samara is like freaky she's eerie there's no way to paint this character in like sunshine and rainbows she's just a freaky chick and I really just like the concept and like I said it's one of the few that followed me home and I was still scared after the movie ended so that's why Samara took 8th place yeah so so I definitely get that Andy because and you know I wish I wish I kind of would have thought about my list a little bit more now you're making me second guess my list because a lot of the reasoning that you put for uh, Samara is is some of the reasoning I have for a couple other of the killers on this list, but I am, we're going with the list that I already made. So anyway, no, I I completely understand why she's at your number eight, but being that you did say that she terrified you at a young age, it makes me wonder a little bit more about what is the rest of your list looking like? Because if something kind of traumatized you to the point that you considered not watching TV, you know, what else was worse for you? That's very interesting to me. I'll tell you uh, this. Um, in terms of fear factor alone, she's the only person on my list that I would say truly, truly kind of strikes fear into my heart. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, the, the greats are the greats, and they're coming up, and we'll get right. to that. But Right. Right. So I guess this, this lead, Alex, do you have anything to say about Andy's choice. No, I will say that, like, that's the only character in all of the characters we've chosen to strike, like, truly strike fear in your heart. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't agree with that statement, but we don't have to agree on that. 
If we talked a little bit last episode in our Halloween Kills movie review, where I, I told the audience that the thing about the slasher subgenre is that at the end of the movie, you know, the bad guy gets somewhat defeated. Sometimes it comes back, but the movie ends. That kind of stuff doesn't follow you home. But the supernatural entity aspects of all of this, that kind of stuff gets me like i can say with with extreme confidence that most of the other villains on this list um even the ones that are above samara they didn't follow me home um and that played a role in my in my rankings here mm, i feel you on that i understand i understand like like i've said with pretty much everything that both of you have said it's not that I agree with what you're saying, but I completely understand what you're saying. I can see how you came to that conclusion. Yeah. So I enjoy that. And that's that's kind of the whole point of why we, we wanted to make this episode. Just a, you know, a fun little thing where we figure out how we think about horror movies. And with that being said, Alex, who is your number eight? My number eight is Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's you know, I, I thought he'd be higher for you. We will. We'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah, I bet y'all would think that. Go ahead and explain yourself here. Man, too bad I lock my doors at night and sleep with a shotgun and don't open my closet when it makes weird noises, or I would be a victim of jigsaw. <laughs> so, so you don't you don't check the closet out if you hear a weird noise? Absolutely not, bro. I'm picking out of the bed. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. The amount of times, and I guess it also has something to do with where we live and just the kind of climate and how close we live to other people. But if I it. hear a noise, I, I, I got to get up because it's it's a very high possibility someone's breaking in. <laughs> oh, no, man. They're going to have to get through three of my doors and then the door into my room. And by that time, I'm ready to blow, blow them away. You know and saying? then the dog. Yes, and the dog. Like, you know, it's <laughs> not happening. Okay, yeah. okay. Also, so we'll say this: a jigsaw doesn't kill you. You either kill yourself or you go on. Okay, okay, right. But, but that's the genius of it. But are but, you kidding me? <laughs> some, something else. I just want to point out to wrong. Like, go ahead, go ahead. To Andy and and Alex, to remind y'all of it and remind the listeners of it who may or may not have forgotten. At the end of last week's episode, you mentioned. Hey y'all, if you haven't seen Saw One, the first Saw movie, you gotta go see it. It's so good. I and did. Then for, I you, for you great. to put Jigsaw at number eight. It's great. It's awesome, bro. Like it's confusing. <laughs> the, well, you gotta understand. This is this is a killer here, and he's not really killing. Number one. He's putting me in a situation that I have to choose. Hey, guess what, homie? I'm dying, or I'm gonna live through this and but, through it. Like, in some ways that is worse that's genius he's the only person on this list that didn't do a single thing himself and that's why he's number eight he's technically <laughs> blameless wow that's genius wow. we have a way different perspectives if you, if you, if you, if you took jigsaw to court he'd weak. get out of that he's dying he's weak be a man kill, kill your own people <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if a car hits you, be a man and hit it back. <laughs> right. Hit it back. Be a man. See a pothole, drive in it. 
be a man. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad to know that that's that's the perspective that you I, I, will, I will totally agree. It is creepy. It's it's uh, sinister. It's genius. Whatever you want to call it, but it's he. At the end of the day, you have a choice to live or die. You make that choice. It's not. I'm gonna kill you, like straight up. You're gonna. Okay, die. but when you your know, choice comes to either letting the person locked in a room with you get brutally decapitated or cut off your own arm to save them and save yourself. Oh yeah, we cut arm that off. Is, you that got is sinister. You got fake arms. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna live through it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm mentally, the toll that that takes on you, I cut my own arm off to survive. I did. You know how many places I'm gonna speak and make a good living? <laughs> I, I literally <laughs> cannot with you. This is, this is the first ranking so far that I've truly been like shocked by. I really don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's good. Yeah, he's smart. Sure, you like you, you learn a lesson. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But the only thing is, killer, he's he's not a killer, he doesn't kill you. He puts you in the situation where you choose to die or live, and that's genius. I will agree with you. It's genius. The movie's great, the movie's freaking awesome. Like, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. And spoiler alert, right here. The moment this man got up out of the middle of the floor where these two dudes were sitting for six hours and they're like, this is me. They didn't do any darn thing and they both died. Like, bro, I was like, oh, he's been there the whole time. <laughs> I can't. Saw movies, bro. I was if like, you, it's genius. If you're a fan of body horror and guts and gore and really kind of the the mental aspect of horror movies saw is phenomenal all of the saw movies yes, when, it, when it comes to that yeah. um so i guess i guess this leads me into my number eight which i don't know how y'all are going to feel about i don't know how the listeners are going to feel about but coming in at my number eight is ghostface very nice because because the reason he is so low is because he just he's basically a murderer there's nothing and I get that that's kind of the whole point of a killer's list but he's basically just a murderer that wears a mask and he'll call you and leave you some creepy message or tell you hey look on the back porch I'm standing there like I get it it's creepy but I could shoot him. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he got in my house, I could shoot him. He's just a guy with a mask. Uh, I will say, though, the reason he even made the the top ten list at all is because he is fast. And he can sneak up on you. Like, you you might not get a chance to shoot him if you don't know he's there. He is one of the 100% stalkers. Like, and, yeah. And sometimes he's not even a stalker. Like, you just walk up into where he's at. Like, Right. Right. But for the reason that, you know, this man's just got a knife most of the time and he he's sometimes he'll even call you to warn you that he's about to kill you. For those reasons, he's at my number eight. I feel like I could beat him if he popped up in my house, you know. Mm-hmm. 
This Andy, you're you're sighing in disappointment. This is this is so funny though. Like I can't even remember this kid. This is him, but like the one that where uh, it was somebody acting like Ghostface and he called. He's like, "Did you get your pizza?" He's like, "I didn't. I didn't order a pizza." And like he's like, "Well, go get your pizza." It's <laughs> like his friend's head is on top of the pizza box. He's like, "Wow." I guess I'll eat it. <laughs> Just look at him. <laughs> hey, Alex, it, that's it, so dumb. Dude, I know. It was like hilarious, bro. And he just keeps going over the whole thing. He's like, check your back pool or your 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 pool deck. And he's like, I don't want to go for his way. He's like, check it anyway. <laughs> it's, it's and, I will say, and he's like, I'm going to kill you. He's like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> so I will funny. say that the fact that Ghostface had pretty much an entire other franchise of movie based off of his character. That does add to his clout a little bit. You know, the the whole scary movie franchise, and it does it does play off of some other characters as well. Uh, but it, it kind of just feels like other characters make a cameo, and this cheap imitation of Ghostface is the guy who's really the the funny killer in the scary movie franchise. Uh, so that does add to the clout of Ghostface a little bit for me personally, because uh, those movies are great as well. Um, the kind of just cheesy, if it, those movies feel very nineties, like. No, they are. Yeah, I, I mean they, I, they are. Yeah, well, I mean beside the years that they came out, it just the whole vibe is just very nineties. Like these these kids getting high, and then there's this guy that's like, hey, hey, I'm gonna kill you now. It's just it's just very funny and goofy and cheesy, uh, but yeah, that's that's an aspect of it. He, the whole other franchise of scary movie, adds to the clout of Ghostface and that killer. Look, Dayton, it's like you're trying to not be my friend right now by putting my boy Ghostface at number eight. Ghostface, oh. your boy. You calling Ghostface oh, your boy? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's no question. <laughs> I feel like you should have known that. <laughs> well, I mean, I did live with him. That explains that explains Wait. a lot of the stuff from You live with Ghostface? Wait a minute. Are you are you Hubert, Andy? Are you Hubert? Hmm. It was Maybe. you the whole time. It was you the whole time. <laughs> it was me the whole time. Yeah. No. Um but look, all right. When I when we get all the way to Ghostface on my list, then we'll have this conversation. Oh, again. oh my gosh, <laughs> Ghostface better not be number one for you. All the way. <laughs> you said all the way, man. We're halfway through almost. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So what was that? That was that was number. That was number eight. Number eight. Okay. So Andy. Please enlighten us on where in the world your list goes next uh, with your number seven. It goes number seven. Yeah, y'all better buckle in for this one. All right. <laughs> and coming in hot, number seven, we got good old Pennywise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, res- um, that's respectable. Yeah. He's, he's a- I just love the eight movies um i love the books oh yeah um, i talked a lot about it in the beginning when i was kind of commentating on your placement um dayton and right. um my low placement of pennywise i'll i'll 
remind you of that. Yeah, we don't have to get I'm, into that. I'm going to um, have a lot to say to you when you get through explaining yourself. It's it's just it comes back to the same thing that Pennywise is fear itself. Um, there is there's no other person on this list that is fear itself. There's a lot that are the boogeyman, um, but there's there's nothing here that is that is fear itself except for Pennywise, um, and I think that the thing that makes him so appealing as a villain is that he's not just one thing. Um, he is whatever you are scared of. And for some people, uh, maybe that's just like, mm, that's just lazy. He can be whatever he wants because there are people who are just themselves that are scarier than Pennywise. Sure. I will, I will say that that's why Pennywise is number seven and not number one. Um, but there's something to be said for the way that he is portrayed in the films. I loved Tim Curry's performance in the 90s miniseries, Stephen King's It. Um, I felt like he really revitalized the character for me um, when I first watched that. Because I'd read the book... Um, and then I'd watched the movie because I got into it. Um, I was in like high school. Um, so I read the book and then I watched the miniseries. I'm like, whoa, that's not at all how I thought Pennywise would go from reading the book. Um, and then watching the 2017 readaptation with Bill Skarsgård, I was like, this is yet another reinterpretation of something that I thought was iconic and just was so stagnant could never get any better than what I just saw um, with Tim Curry but it did so I can appreciate the fact that a character like Pennywise which is fear itself that's such a broad loaded character can have such really interesting intricacies um, yeah I don't love the way he's defeated absolutely I don't like the the idea of riding off as if fear itself is so easily beaten um, right. yeah sure I don't love the fact that a couple of kids can just gang up on him um, there are some upsetting factors there are some confusing factors the whole deadlights thing um, even after all this time it still doesn't make sense to me um, and maybe it never will but I guess I'm intrigued by the unknown and I'm a sucker for that um, Pennywise is just iconic. You know, when you think of it, you you automatically think of Pennywise. And I think that the fact that he sparked a whole literal crazy, insane clown posse to go and start committing chaos and riots and even committing murder back a few years ago, I think that that can't be understated. You know, that just kind of shows the impact that uh, media and entertainment can have and a character as prolific as that to be able to do something like that I feel like that should give him some credit I think that my main issue with Pennywise uh, that I, I don't think I said earlier or maybe I'm just expounding on something I did say earlier but I think my main issue with him is that we never see the other side of Pennywise you know, I hear you, Roosevelt. He's fear itself. I get it. I understand. That is how he is supposed to be portrayed. But in the movies, 
he's just not that is not we, we for the most part yeah you get the you get the backstory you get the 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 kind of storyline of he's fear itself he can he can morph into whatever you're scared of he can be whatever you were scared of anything he has to do to put fear in you he's going to do i get that but in the movies we just didn't see a whole lot of that and in the movies for the most part he was just this creepy clown and again i'll say it i said it earlier i'll say it again clowns just aren't scary to me and he didn't really morph into anything else um he did become the kind of creepy creature at the end but i he just I didn't see the other side of Pennywise, and I didn't read the books. You read the books, uh, so you understand that aspect, and you understand the intricacies that I didn't necessarily pick up on. But for me, it was just kind—it of, was a dissatisfying portrayal of Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can buy that. I can buy that, and I understand your your reasoning. Um, I guess I just have to, I have to give it to it. You know, I'm a big Harry Potter fan and the way that Pennywise kind of, you know, preys on your deepest fears and manifests the monster that you're most petrified by. That's totally boggarts from Harry Potter. I mean, it just emulates that completely. And I feel like that's just a cool, a cool connection. Um, so that just adds to, it all adds, it all compounds, and it just puts him at number seven on my list. He's an enjoyable character, um, whether he's terrifying, whether he's, um, or not, whether he's not terrifying to you, um, I still feel like he's an enjoyable character. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Alex, do you have anything you'd like to add to that? No, I've, I've already talked to Pennywise earlier, so I'm good. <laughs> Okay, well, since you're not going to talk about Pennywise, why don't you tell us who came in at your number seven spot? My number seven spot is Predator. Predator? Yes. Okay, I will go ahead and say this before you explain. <laughs> Predator did not make my list. Me neither. That's fine, because this thing is a killing machine, boys and girls. Okay, this guy hunts you down, kills you, has so many weapons. He's strong, he's fast. He can go stealth. He can climb through trees and jump through trees. This man is George of the Jungle. That can- <laughs> okay. you know what I'm saying? This man is after you. I get that. I get that. It's just that for me personally, when I was considering whether or not Predator was going to make my list or even make my honorable mentions, just the whole idea of Predator seems unrealistic something that I never would have to experience and as I said earlier I base my list off of if I think I could beat them well if I don't think they're going to appear or if there's a possibility of something like them appearing in my life then I'm not scared of it um, Predator was a good movie a good movie and I, I enjoyed the concept of that killer but, but you're basing it off of your fear factor I'm basing it off of his kill factor Right, and that, that's an interesting aspect. As we said before, we all we all view this, uh, we, we view the horror movies themselves, and we took a different apo- approach individually on how we were going to make this list and what were our criteria. So that, again, uh, we celebrate individuality on this podcast, and we are showing it on full display with this list. So, yeah, I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. 
Why you gotta say that on my number seven comment, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, here, since we're piling on, uh, the reason Predator didn't make my list is very simple. I don't view Predator as a horror film. Um, just plain and simple. I, that's a science fiction action film. Yep. Um, the way that the original is shot with Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, it was it was a it was an action science fiction paramilitary movie um and the predator here is no different than thanos and right. infinity war endgame yeah, yeah he's, he's deadly he's technologically advanced and he's an alien and he's hunting them down but i just right. don't ever view that as a horror movie now the predator films after this sure i can buy that we get a little more in there especially when we get into the alien versus predator mm -hmm. um, but i think that alien is a horror movie um so that's just very cut and dry for me that's why i didn't make my list I, I i agree that line of thinking is more similar to mine uh andy uh it's just predator didn't make my list because of for the, it's the same reason i didn't put so something like alien on my list it's just it, it feels like a different genre to me it's not horror it's more sci-fi something you would never actually experience like i said uh but that's why that's why i didn't make my list but i'm happy that he made yours alex proud of make sure yeah, proud of happy about it proud of <laughs> <laughs> so um my number seven is Leatherface. Ooh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is, that, is Leatherface your number one? I feel like he's your number one. <laughs> Who, me? Yes. Oh, he's not my number one. You gave I, Andy and me so much crap for, for where we put Leatherface. I will go now and say I bet all three of us have the, the same number one. I bet we don't. Uh, I bet Dayton and I have the same number one. I bet. I, I mean... Yeah, well, I not, swear, if you leave my boy at number one all by himself, I'm going to be upset. I don't. I, I guess we'll just have to see. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know how to feel about what I think Alex's number one is. So we'll have to wait till we get there. But yeah, Leatherface, it, it, that is scary to me. And the whole idea, Andy, you said earlier about you know he just kills people because I mean not the sole reason, but one of the reasons is just because he was raised by a family of butchers and you know i i just that didn't i didn't think about that that didn't resonate with me uh, as i said my dad's a butcher and i didn't i've never killed anyone with an axe that i'm going to talk about right now or a chainsaw um the whole locked in the basement thing that does kind of add to the mental aspect of that movie you can almost understand and that's also why he's number seven and not higher I understand his motive. He's he's messed up in the head. He has trauma um, from being treated that way. And, you know, not that being violent and killing people is a good way to deal with childhood trauma. I'm not saying that at all. But it does bring a more humanistic aspect to Leatherface. Um, you can understand why he is the way he is. So that's why he's not higher on my list. There. Gotcha. Um, anyway, anybody want to argue with that? No. I no. mean, I have no arguments. Leatherface just doesn't do it for me. Okay. Um, but I, I, I understand. 
Okay. So on to number six, Andy. We oh, are just right. just out of reach of our top five. So who is your number six? Here we go. Here's my here's my hot take. Just shy of the top five. Oh, we are gonna be angry. Um, we have Mr. Jason Voorhees. What? What? There's no way, bro. <laughs> Um, and did he make top five? You know, I when we were talking about this podcast, we said, "Oh, we're going to surprise each other with our list." I think next time we do a list, we need to know ahead of time because I am floored that you have him at number six. Me too, bro. I am like, all right, I want to hear about it. Let's go. Come on. Okay, so um, you're wrong. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> All right, so Alex is number five. Listen, <laughs> Jason. The thing about Jason, sweet little mama's boy Jason. Um, mm. I love the whole '80s summer camp slasher. I feel like the Friday the Thirteenth movies are um, boring. Um, I don't love them. Uh, I feel like they're exactly what you would expect of a horror movie they do nothing interesting um that's the point let's just be halloween (laughs) halloween was such a big hit that they were like how can we do this but make it gorier and more you know explicit and you know more appealing that's basically what they were doing that's a lot of my issue with the friday it's because it's nothing but explicitness and I, I just I don't find Jason all of that appealing as a villain. I don't feel like he's fleshed out. He's very one-dimensional. His only thing is that he protects Camp Crystal Lake, and he's a mama's boy. That is that is his. No, he actually goes outside of Camp Crystal Lake. And in, a, in a and we'll get there. In a few yeah. of these other sequels in his franchises, he does leave camp crystal lake he goes he does go to hell um he goes to manhattan he goes to um elm street and <laughs> name a few. but um that's just a few but listen here the only jason and the only reason he's even this high on my list the only reason or the only jason that i enjoyed was the 2009 friday the 13th remake this jason is a survivalist he is smart. Um, I don't know if you've watched the 2009 remake if it, or if it's been a while, but his whole idea of rigging traps throughout the camp and it's like a bell alarm system. Um, his idea of using one of the guys' bait to draw the others out. The, this Jason runs. He doesn't walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this Jason. This Jason is the apex Jason that we all like to think of. But if we ever go back and watch those other Friday the 13th movies, if we watch parts, I don't know, one through eight, it just, he doesn't ever get there. I just, I'm not a fan. Um, I just don't like Jason as a character, but the 2009 remake okay. saved him. And that's why he's this high. I respect that. I respect that. Again, don't agree with it, but I respect it. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, Alex, um, if you don't have anything to say to Andy about... I don't. uh, Jason. Um, I'm sure he has a lot, but... (laughs) If you don't have anything that you want to say on this podcast, Andy, about Jason, (laughs) (laughs) why don't you tell us your number six, Alex? My number six is Pinhead. 
Okay. Wow. Yeah. I am actually surprised that he made it higher on someone's list than mine. Absolutely, bro. How, let's just put yourself in the situation here, man. All right. So you're just you're chilling out about your day. This dude busts up in here from another dimension and is like, all right, baby, it's time to torture you <laughs> right now. And you're like, I don't think so, man. I'm not down for that. I didn't sign up for right. that. He's like, right. I have a choice. I'm here. So right. that's Chase. all I Change portals exactly, yeah. Portals and things, and and he's hard to kill. He's hard to get rid of. You, know, you have right. to humanize him first, yeah. or you can you can kill him. And the fact that he's like, <clears throat> he is just the. How do I put this? He is. Uh, he's an indulger of the limitless thrill of pleasure and pain. Like he is the. He is the balance combo of those two. You know and. He is frightening. He is absolutely frightening. Okay. You cannot tell me that you can look at this man and just like go even if you're even if you're in a safe place in public and everybody's dressed up as things, you still look at him and go, That that gives me the creeps. Like yeah. and has got nails in his head. Okay. Who put them there? He did. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Why? Yeah. Because he got bored. Who knows? Okay. You're like So I, I will ask you though, because we talked about it earlier, uh, as far as my list, um, and me and Andy kind of agreed on this. Did you like the Hellraiser movie? Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. That's me though. Oh, I, I did. So. Okay. All right. Well, with that, um, I guess we're moving on to number five. We are officially in the top. Uh, what's five your guys. number six? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. My number six is. The Blair Witch. Wow. Now, uh, you two, I understand this. Yes, I understand this. I really do. You two. I, I get this. I will understand this more than the listeners probably, but I am about to explain it. That type of horror movie where it is strictly entity and a spiritual thing or a witch or something that deals with... Um, there's just the darker side of horror it's not it's not a slasher it's just a, a creepy creepy spirit a creepy entity um that stuff actually scares me because uh and you know listeners may disagree with this that but i believe those kind of things can actually happen there are people that practice witchcraft there are people that are wiccans and satanists and those things can happen and so it makes it that much more scary for me I, uh, for much of the same reason that uh samara was for andy you know it, it felt a little more real that is something that can follow you home after you watch the movie you know you think about that stuff um the longer you ruminate on it so that is why the blair witch is my number six okay cool. on to number five we are now uh, sorry, I pulled the trigger on it a little bit early, but we are now officially into the top five. So, Andy, who came in at your number five? All right. I just have a sneaky suspicion that this guy isn't even on your list. But All right. Hang on to your hats, boys and girls. Number five is Candyman. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, he's definitely on my list. Okay. Okay. It's crazy. That is asinine to me that <laughs> Candyman's not on your list. Andy? Um, Andy? Candyman is fantastic as a horror movie villain the concept of taking something like bloody mary 
and revitalizing it into a a cool concept um of a of a hook killer i think is is chef's kiss that's genius um i love tony todd no secret i think that he is he's a hulk of a person um his voice is iconic um and i feel like he adds so much to that character i'm not a huge fan of a 2021 candy man i'll be honest um but maybe that you know it's no secret that um my interpretation of that film is going to be different um from other listeners interpretation of that film because um that film and even this film um in some ways but really the 2021 film is is built for our african-american audience it's based yeah. on their experiences and their perspective and they're going to get more out of that so it's much more focused on black trauma exactly um but this candy man um the original tony todd is more of a like a love story gone wrong um which you know at its time um really hadn't been done a whole lot um it was the it was the 90s 92 um i like the idea of a supernatural um ghost killer um it's not something that is necessarily on the on the physical plane of existence it's different right. from your slashers like um like jason and michael and um this is not necessarily a a person right. it's more of a of a being um and i just think that it could have went really wrong um but they pulled it off they made the the yellow trench coat hook killer cool um also just special shout out for those of you who aren't aware tony todd um for the scene where he had to have bees all over him and in his mouth yeah yeah. he did that by himself that was real that wasn't an edit cgi wasn't really a thing yeah. all that much that was a real stunt he actually actually got in his mouth i actually heard on another podcast that was specifically talking about this movie mm-hmm. um but so he wrote it into his contract apparently that for every time he got stung by a bee they would have to pay him a thousand dollars that is true um so and I think he ended up with 24,000. He got stung 24 times. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and just to think about that, because he knew he was going to get stung because he said, hey, I'm going to put some bees in my mouth. Um, that's that's insane. And for that reason, Andy, you might be shocked, but I completely agree with you because Candyman is my number five as well. <gasps> hey. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, it, and much for the same reason that the Blair Witch was number six, and much for the same reason that you just said, uh, it is the idea of something that is not a person. It is not a murderer. It's not a slasher. This is a supernatural being. Mm-hmm. It is an entity. It is not a person. And the whole, like you said, the whole idea of Bloody Mary. And but if you say his name five times, he shows up and he can get in your body and make you kill people and make it seem like you did it and nobody ever thinks it's the candy man until it's too late it's i just the ultimate, i love it i it's love the it. ultimate gaslight and yeah. i'm here for it also i love, I love the idea of playing with urban legends you yes. know because so much of our of our modern day storytelling comes from native american tradition which was oral um storytelling passed right. down of urban right. legends so it's just a really it's an interesting concept it's a unique way if you haven't watched Candyman, i 
I highly recommend. I think I, anyone in the world, most critical circles, regard this as a contemporary classic the only, of horror cinema. The only thing I will disagree with Andy about is that I actually like the 2021 remake. Okay, um, you did. So I, I recommend watching both. Um, okay. Watch the old one and the new one because I like them both. Um, so with that being said, Alex, what is your number five? My number five is Ghostface. Ghostface. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So that's my number five. We already talked about him. He's a beast. He is. He is. So that's, there's that. Okay. So because I already got my number five out of the way, it was the same as Andy's, which is shocking to me. And I didn't think it would happen, especially not with the way he started off his list. But anyway, Andy... Who is your number four? All right. My number four is Jigsaw. Okay. Okay. For for a lot of the same reasons that I mentioned earlier, it's absolutely genius that he's the only person on this list that is a iconic horror movie villain without getting a single ounce of blood on his hands. Um, Yep. He's also one of the only killers on here that is... You know, a man with some kind of morality code. You know, the people that are going through these traps um, have done wrong. Um, And there is something to be said. I think that in John Kramer's eyes, he is the hero of the story. Yep. Um, And I don't think that we could say the same for anyone else on this list. Um, Right. And I think that makes him super interesting. And let's not even get into the fact that the traps are just genius i mean it's it's the most creative way on here to to set up your kills um to do it through these elaborate trap mechanisms um it's just such an iconic stick i mean if you say trap kill i'm immediately going to think of the saw movies and jigsaw yep yep no question no question understand understand so so alex who is your number four my number four is Leatherface. Leatherface. All right. You have him higher than I did. Yeah, I think I have him. Yeah, I have them higher than both you and Andy. Yep. Yep. Bro, that's absolutely, so. He's absolutely horrifying. Are you kidding me? Like, I agree. I, I agree. I do agree. And it's like he never runs out of gas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Like, it's... <laughs> He knows when to use it. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, I'm cranking this thing up. I got gas. I'm ready to go. Right. Dude, right. I get it. Oh my gosh, it's horrifying. Like even when I go to haunted houses now, and I hear a chainsaw crank up. I'm like, I'm leaving all of you, <laughs> every one of you. And I'll drop kick that man that's got the no bladed chainsaw <laughs> just because he's, he's running and he's in my face. Hey, professional tip, pro tip for the my co-host and the listeners. If you hear a chainsaw at a at a at a haunted house, number one, they don't have blades on them. Number two, if you don't run from him, he doesn't mess with you. He gets the people that run from him. <laughs> number three, if you drop kick him, he will also not mess with you. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and you might get sued. <laughs> I know, man. This is a cool little side story. We went to a haunted house one time. My friends are terrified of clowns, like just petrified. Anyone going to anyway, but we dragged them in there basically. So I'm like, we're in there. Now you're in here with us. So he gets to run in, and this clown falls from the ceiling, like hanging on a monkey bar. But he falls wow. like head first. Like he, he <laughs> way he falls or hangs is his face is right in front of my friend's face, who's terrified of clowns. 
Wow. It could be more perfectly. <laughs> that happened, and he immediately just haymakered him right in the face. <laughs> well, I mean, haymaker, I mean, I saw blood squirt out of this man, this clown's nose. This man, oh my gosh. man, he dressed up as a clown. And like, and he just, he decked the absolute mess out of him. Like, he just, bam, and he fell off the little swing thing, and he just took off running. He was like, oh, he does not like clowns. I'm like, no, he don't. He, he, you don't. All right. So my number four is Freddy Krueger. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Oh. And I, I understand. I've heard the arguments uh, when I've mentioned Freddy uh, in a list like this before. I've heard the arguments. Well, just, just don't go to sleep. He can only get you in the dream world. Uh, if you stay awake, Freddy can't get you. No harm, no foul. Okay. But do you understand how hard it is for human beings to not sleep it's impossible it's you can, impossible you can only go so long right you can only go for a certain amount of time before you absolutely uh pass out just from needing sleep in fact there have been and this is a tangent that i probably don't need to get on but there there have been experiments on how long uh, torture experiments on how long people can stay awake and they got it down to the hour and i forgot how many hours it was but at some point before that hour everyone who was involved in that experiment absolutely lost their mind mm -hmm. so not only can you only go so long without sleeping before you absolutely lose your mind but you can only go so long without sleeping before you just crash and your body makes you sleep yep and so it is impossible to not sleep you have to sleep and the idea that there is being there is a killer that can just come to you in your dreams and kill you while you're sleeping and nobody else would ever know is terrifying uh, a guy i work with his name is kevin uh, and i don't know if he'll, he'll even listen to these but he showed up to work the other day with a shirt that had freddie's hand freddie's iconic hand on it and it said um what did it say it said sweet dreams and i absolutely love that shirt hmm. um but anyway so yeah freddie is my number four no so worries. that that gets us to our top three guys we're getting into our top three andy what is your top three who is your number three i don't want to say you have to. Oh my gosh! If you say what I think you're gonna. It's Michael Myers. Oh my gosh! There is no way, bro. What? Uh, number three is Michael Myers. Um, oh. he. I don't even talk to you. Is he's truly terrifying? Okay. Well, um, thank you guys for joining us on the back forty this week. We're just gonna end it right there. Yeah, along with our friendship. <laughs> Just kidding. Talk to you never, Andy. Ever, ever. <laughs> okay, so now's a good time to tell you I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, no, number three is actually Ghostface. Okay. Um, I, I didn't want to say it because he is my favorite. Um, but with the two that I have left, he's just—he's not as—he's not as good as them. Um. I love the Scream franchise. Um, that was my first horror movie, and I have a lot of love for the meta that it has created. You know, Scream as a whole has redefined 
what a horror movie is and how it can be perceived and it created these idea of these stereotypes of characters you know the the jock the geek the dumb blonde the final girl um it's it's really playing on these tropes and it's kind of making them mainstream um so there's a lot to love about those movies for as for as 90s and as campy as they can be at times yes i'm well aware um there's a lot to love and i think ghostface is the ultimate stalker i mean um alex has already said that but that absolutely is the best words to put here um ghostface as a whole the mask is iconic um even to this day I still see costumes of Ghostface running around. Um, I mean, you just can't get away from it. He's he's one of when I think of a horror movie villain, he's absolutely probably the first thing that comes to mind. Um, but I can recognize that he is not the the most superior horror movie villain. There are better ones than him. Um, or her, you know, Ghostface is really just a mantle put on by uh, just what I'm trying to say about Ghostface is that, yes, he's my favorite, he's my boy, I love him, but I can recognize that he is not the best. Um, and there are some on my list that are better than him, but he's my favorite, he's my first um, true horror movie villain that I remember enjoying. So, that nostalgia alone was already going to put him on my top five and the fact that i just love what the character does propels him to my third spot honestly i think i think scream is a good horror movie to start on if you want to get into because it's not it's not terrifying but it is scary it can be scary especially i mean obviously that depends on how old you are when you watch it but um yeah i that's what I have to say about that. We already talked about Ghostface. We're on my list and Alex's list and all that. So, yeah, but respect, respect that opinion. Alex, who is your number three? My number three is Freddy Krueger. Freddy. Yeah. All the whole, right. The whole how long can you go without sleep thing is uh, it's rough. And I know you can just have your friend just like, you know, kick you in the face or something to keep you awake. But like, like you said, there's only there's only so long you can actually do that without losing your mind or right. your body can't function. So right. I, I agree with you and everything you said on that about Freddy Krueger. He's a, uh, he's pretty scary. Right. All right. So I guess that gets us to Andy's number. I have uh, my number three. Your my number three. three. Mm-hmm. My number three is Jason Voorhees. Okay. Um, I respect that decision. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, Andy, I, I take issue with what you said about Jason earlier in that he was just, you know, a little mama's boy. Uh, I get, I, I get that. That is part of the storyline. But Jason is a stone cold killer. Jason oh, will kill you no matter what you're doing. In the middle of, you know, in the middle of what goes on a lot in those movies. And I do take issue with the whole explicity of it all and the the cheesiness of it. And I, like I said, I enjoy cheese in in horror movies, but. Uh, Friday the 13th went a little too far especially the older ones went a little too far with that aspect of it especially once you get into Jason in space Jason takes Manhattan Jason versus Freddy like it's it can be a bit ridiculous but I'm looking at the killer 
himself and as far as being an individual killer Jason is my number three because he's stone cold killer he uh, it's brutal it's brutal and that's why he's my number three okay so so as is in a, on ability to get the job done sure fine as right. a villain of a movie horrible absolutely okay. horrible agree to disagree he That's could fine. he could not be more flat as a villain of a movie. Your villain has to be compelling. Your villain has to be dynamic. Uh, he's none of those things. As but, a as a as a one dimensional slasher to up the body count, absolutely. Friday the Thirteenth series. But absolutely. I think I think that's part of the beauty of this Friday the Thirteenth series is that he is one dimensional. You know what you're getting. You're going to be at Crystal Lake. There's going to be another group of teenagers, and he's going to kill them. But why? Why would you want to watch five movies at Camp Crystal Lake with yet another set of teens who are well, just I mean, as they, boring as the killer? They <laughs> did. They did throw in the you know as cheesy as it is. They did throw in. He takes Manhattan. Jason goes to space. You know, Jason. And goes there's to a hell. reason that those movies did bad. Well, they were they were cheesy. <laughs> they were cheesy. I get it. I understand. But and it just seemed like they that there was nothing they could do to take this character any further because he's so flat. It didn't matter if they put him in freaking space. The reason the he reason he's my number three, to put it in a simpler term than I've already put it, is because he is a killer and killing is what he does. And that I can agree with. Yeah, and as we'll move down the slide, I'll go ahead and tell you uh, that was his number three, so technically Andy will be next at number two, but I'll go ahead and tell you my number two is Jackson. Okay. Okay. Because he is like like Dayton said, he's a stone cold killer man, and unless you're his mama, you're in trouble. Okay. Right. Right. Like you're it. Don't matter who you are, big or small, it don't matter. You're you're going down, and and really, you can't really kill him. Like he's he's super strong, man. Like he. Yep. And you can say flatline, but I mean like. He can sneak up on you too, like you said in that 2009, Jason. You know, he set traps and he actually stalked some folks, and you know, that like I said, that's the only Jason you're getting. You're getting that I enjoy. But if you take that Jason and put him in a different, in a different scene, which they haven't done, but if you if you put him in a different scenario, different place, he's still going to do the same thing, which is kill. Right. Right. That's just this is what he's doing. That is why he's my number three, and that is why he is your number two. Um, so Andy, why don't you tell us your? Did you, you did say he was your number two, correct, Alex? Yeah, yeah, he was my number okay. two. Okay, so Andy, why don't you tell us your number two? All right, my number two is Mr. Michael Myers. Are you serious this time? I'm serious this time, for real. Okay, wow. Um, Who is your number one? <laughs> um, okay. okay. My number one is the father of all horror movies. Um, okay, whatever. So, um, but Michael is everything that you expect out of a horror movie um, villain. Even though he doesn't say a single word, he's got so much depth and gravitas to him i mean he's the shape he's the literal shape mm -hmm. of evil um it just doesn't get any better than that he goes so much more beyond your your typical slasher um and i ghostface was above him before i saw the new movie this changed that the new movie changed that this michael that we just saw 
in Halloween Kills was the factor he needed. It was the brutal factor that this Michael needed to propel him further. Um, and when you mix the the pure essence of evil with the brutalness that he brought, he's he's pretty near unmatched. Uh, right. it's, there's just no argument there. <clears throat> Michael's one of the best of the best. Um, he he his franchise Halloween invented the original Scream Queen Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. um, which I have a lot of love for. A yes. lot of love yes. for. Um, I think Jamie is a fantastic she person, is. actress, whatever. Um, his movies, while may not have all been good, um, even at their worst, can still be. Um, a fun watch i mean even a movie as bad as resurrection um i can still get a slight chuckle when buster rhymes is doing kung fu against michael um <laughs> it's it's ridiculous but it's i can still get an enjoyment out of there so i mean as a killer as a movie as a villain he's everything that you would expect um right. and that's why he's number two all right, so my number two, and y'all might be shocked that this killer is this high on my list. It's already been mentioned multiple times, so I won't really expound because pretty much everything to be said has already been said. But my number two is Jigsaw. Okay. Yeah. For all the reasons that have already been mentioned, it's the mind game. It's the... Uh, he doesn't have to kill you. He makes you either kill yourself or find a way to survive. And like I said earlier, and this is really the main point about him that I want to uh, highlight for him being for as the reason for him being number two for me. If the cops did find him and took him to court, arrested him for whatever they could find, and he stood trial for murder, he would win that case. Because he didn't have to kill anybody. And he didn't. He made them kill themselves. And so that is why he is my number two. So, drum roll please. We are now getting in to our number one. Who is your number one? And we will start with Andy. Uh, let's, let's all say it at the same time. Uh, Andy, uh, Andy already said it. Andy already said... Well, okay. Anyway. He already said who his number one was. Did I, did I miss that? No, he already said who his number two was, but I Look, know who mine and the audience one is. already okay. knows who both of your number one is, so you okay. might as well go ahead right. and say it, and I'll end the All right, no, 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 go ahead. Let's just hear from Andy then. I'll, I'll... Andy, who, who in the world is your number one, Andy? It is the father of horror, none other than Mr. Freddy Krueger. Okay. I can okay. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't fully disagree, so continue. Look, Freddy is everything that you would expect out of a horror movie villain, and then he's got that extra pizzazz on top. He's got that just little extra edge that Michael doesn't have, and that comes from Robert England's performance. Um, you you know, the, the idea of the dream stalker the dream killer um is cool there's there's nothing else like that um his weapon of choice is iconic finger gloves finger knives um you just can't help but love it the addition of this piece of his character being that he was um in the original script 
Wes Craven characterized him as a as a pedophile um, because Craven said that was the worst thing he could think of. Right. So I mean, and it's not in the the script that came out. Jeez, they goodness. they avoided that um, because they didn't want to exploit the state of like highly publicized um, child molestation cases. And I right. get that. Um, yep. But that was you know still a factor in later movies too that they got. Um, so this person is not just. Um, a villain in a horror movie. He's not just a ruthless killer, but he's also a horrible, horrible individual. I mean, yep. worst of the worst. Um, he's an icon. Um, it doesn't matter what movie or story he would be in. If he's on stage, he's going to steal the show. I mean, it's Freddy Krueger that comes into his showmanship. If you watch Freddy versus Jason, nine times out of ten, your eyes are on Freddy. You're like, oh, what's Freddy going to do next? You know what Jason's going to do? Go to his next person right there in front of him and hack with a machete or do whatever. Freddy's the one that's interesting. Freddy's the one that makes that movie interesting. You have no idea what he's going to do. Um, I just feel like there's so much to love about a slasher like Freddy. Um, I just, you know, the fact that he was a fictional character in the 80s and now he's still one of the most well-known killers. I mean, when you think about people that even aren't horror fans, because horror is not a loved genre, he's one of the few that crosses the gap. Even people who don't watch horror movies know who he is. I would right. say the same for Michael. I would say the same for Jason, as much as I don't like him. Those are the, one of the few that cross the gaps. Right. And that makes them iconic in their own rights. Um, I and ultimately, that. I just think that Robert England's portrayal um, is the most consistent and the most entertaining of all the villains on this list. And that is why he takes the cake for me. I, I understand your reasoning, and obviously, Freddy was real high on my list as well, so I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to argue with that. It's just a difference of what we are most scared of and what uh, killer for us individually left an impact and made us think the most. Um, so that is why... Uh, Andy, why don't you give me and Alex a drum roll before we... Give us a countdown before we <laughs> mention our number one, who everybody has probably already guessed. All right. In five, four, three, two, one. Michael Myers. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, bro. Bro. And I, I will say, I will say, uh, this is episode three, so I hope, unless you watch it out of order, I hope you've listened to episode two. But obviously, we broke down the last, uh, the newest Halloween movie in our last episode. And I will say, that movie made me change my list. We were kind of already trying to get this together before we made that episode. And that movie in particular, Halloween Kills, made me change my list. Because in that movie, we, we come to the realization that Michael has lost all... Uh, he's lost any resemblance of a motive. 
He is just purely evil. He kills to kill. He kills for blood. Uh, even after people are dead, he continues brutalizing them just because he likes doing it. That is evil. That is sinister. That is insane. We lost a motive in the last movie, and that is why he's my number one. Alex, why is he your, your number one? Man, Michael's always been number one in mine. Uh, you know, I watched the movie. That didn't change it. It just made it stronger. Right. Yeah. You know, he's just... He's the epitome of evil. He is horrifying. He is stalking. He's big. He's strong. He can't die. He's unstoppable. Yep. I'm not saying Freddy's unstoppable, but Michael's for sure unstoppable. Like, so he could be at your best at Michael and you're still going to lose. You know, yep. Freddy has to weaken you by not letting you sleep, you know, but right. Michael can just kill you at your strongest. Right. He's just pure evil, man. And he just, he's just, the more he kills, the more he kills, the more he transcends. Yep. Like, That's a quote. That's a quote. That's right. Exactly. Yep. And um, he don't even have to have a weapon. Right. He just kills you with your hands. Yeah, he can kill you with a, with a, with a light bar. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. As we saw in the last movie. Yep. He's big. He's bad. He's number one. Big Diddy. Right. Right. Completely agree. Completely agree. So, uh, that wraps up our killer rankings list. Uh, guys, we, we really hope you enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Um, it was a blast. Had a blast making this list. Had a blast recording this episode. Uh, I love arguing with my two best friends about why they're wrong about any list that they create, especially this type of list. So, uh, we had a blast making this. We are going to wrap this episode up, but before we do that, Andy, do you have a rec for us? I do, actually. Um, given that it's kind of our last little Halloween-themed centric episode, and we're going to move on from that and get on to some other topics, um, I wanted to give you all a recommendation for something where you can get your spook on uh, no matter what time of year it is. And that is by listening to the Dead Meat Podcast. You can find the Dead Meat Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast channels of the like. Yes. Dead Meat Podcast is a horror podcast. Um, it is hosted by James A. Janice and Chelsea Rebecca. They are wonderful, great people. They are based out of California, and they are um, what I would consider to be experts of the horror genre um they do a lot of fun stuff they do a lot of introspective stuff they usually have movie reviews they play fun games they're extremely knowledgeable about the area um so they're gonna have a lot more weight to throw in the horror world than someone like myself or Dayton or alex will right so if you liked what we've been putting out and you've enjoyed listening to it and maybe you want to listen some more go and find um james and chelsea uh at the dead meat podcast on whatever podcast channel you like listening on they're even on youtube they have a dead meat channel um they're great people and it's a great show and i guarantee you'll have a good time if you've enjoyed what you've heard so far yes and i and i can speak to that because me and andy actually listened to that podcast on our way uh to our last visit with alex so uh it's a fantastic podcast and i i would recommend it as well mm-hmm. um but uh guys we again i'll say we had a blast um thank y'all for listening thank y'all for liking the facebook page thank y'all for keeping up with the post and the big announcement that was made actually this week um yeah we're having a blast doing this and we hope you guys continue to support it 
and hope that you are enjoying what we are putting out. Yeah, and I wanted to add that if you liked our list or you disagreed with our list, be sure to uh, message us or um, comment on our Facebook post. And if you want to make your own list, share that with us. We would love to see it. We would love to hear you out um, and either tell you how much we love your list or tell you how wrong you are. So, um, you can also you can also leave comments on uh, app. I, I know Apple podcast and spotify you can leave comments on the podcast and uh, actually we will be able to see them and answer questions uh, address concerns whatever you want to talk about or as andy said if you want to make your own list uh, or if you disagreed about anything or agreed with some things just let us know uh, comment leave a review because uh, that really helps us out and helps us to uh, remain relevant as far as being easy to find when you type in the name of our podcast. Uh, so yeah, just interact with the different apps and interact with our Facebook page. That helps us out and we will help you out and interact with you as much as we can. So with that being said, uh, next week we are going to be talking about music and our musical taste. Um but then we're also going to do something a little special uh, tomorrow, which is actually, you know, like we said, y'all are listening to this in the future. But tomorrow I'm going to be posting a uh, prompt on our Facebook page uh, asking you guys to send in topics of what you would like us to talk about. And we will do that for episode six. Uh, we already have a plan for episode five, but episode six, we are going to try to pick our favorite um listener recommended topic and we're going to try to make a whole episode about that but as for next week our topic will be on music and our personal music taste individually and why those are our music taste and how our music tastes have changed and pretty much just a whole episode about that Uh, so come back next week hope you enjoy this episode and from all of us here at the back 40 uh, I am Dayton. I'm Andy. And I'm Alex. And we will see y'all next week. Y'all have a good one. Take care. And we'll holler at y'all later. <laughs>